Conversation Hat Podcast. Welcome to the Conversation Hat Podcast, a show for geeks, artists, and terrible people. Ben is astounded because oh. he didn't realise we were recording. Uh, I is... knew we were recording, I just didn't know that we'd started. Oh, we've started. That's why I said those things. Um, today yeah. we are talking about the worst technology. This is a live stream podcast recording. We do these monthly. It's really good. If the chat was Yay. an audio chat, they would be cheering, but they're not. Woo. Um, it's just people telling us we're wrong. We are talking about the worst technology. I had some stories. Ben has some stories. Uh, my name is Liam. He is Ben. Podcast, Hello. live stream podcast, podcast. You probably guessed our names by the fact that Liam said them. Yes, or you've been here before. Mazel tov. If so, hello. Hello. If not, mm. greetings. Bad. On the theme of the worst technology, Ben, what is your first thing? See now, the worst technology. Mm. People think technology and they instantly think VR headsets, laptops mm -hmm. and other such electronic devices. Yeah. When I first set out on gathering resources, information, and things to say in our bad technology stream, I went back, as I'm sure you would have done if your brain was mine, <laughs> to France, 1912. Okay. Particularly to a Mr. Franz Richelt. Oh, yeah? What don't do know do? if I'm saying that right. Franz Reichelt. Reichelt. That's a different that name. Work. Uh, he's Austrian-born, French tailor. He is an inventor. Well, he's he, not is. Was. He was. Yeah, he died. Because, you know, this happened a while ago. Yeah. Um, and a parachuting pioneer. So not quite the... Uh, Wait. You, so does Iron Man style thing. Parachuting but, pioneer. Does that mean he was one of the first people to parachute, or he would parachute into pioneering situations? So like he'd build log cabins in like undiscovered oh no, he, American he, he West. He was he he was one who was trying to make a parachute. Gotcha. Imagine. So it's not like Iron Man technology like now, because it was the past. A hundred years ago. Still not quite the same sort of thing. Gotcha. But I mentioned the Iron Man suit because he, uh, because he became obsessed. Obsessed, Liam. Mm -hmm. In I'm developing su suits for aviators that would turn into a parachute to allow them to, to survive a fall in case they had to jump out of the plane toot sweet in midair. French. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. See? I didn't even mean to. Um, he did experiments, as you would, as you know, Frenchman. being a scientist with technology oh. and yeah. being French, I suppose, might have something to do with it. Is experiment a French word? Yes. Experiment. Oui. <laughs> the experiment was conducted with the dummies drawn from the fifth floor uh, of his apartment building. They had been very successful, although I believe the neighbours may have been a little confused. I didn't catch any of that because it was in French. It was in French. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm bilingual. Yeah, you are. I um, like, I like boys in France. That's for those, for, for those who don't speak French, um, basically he got dummies. I imagine like store shop bunny, 
Store shop bunnies? People that store shop, shop Store shop dummies. Oh. Uh, like the Autons from Doctor Who. Gotcha. Or Primark. Um, and he'd throw them out of the window of his apartment, five stories up. Right. And, yeah, I can only imagine the screaming neighbours. Well, these yeah, quite. Humanoid things went flying past their French windows. Ha! <laughs> ha! Mad. <laughs> Wouldn't any window in France be a French window? Yes. Awesome. So they didn't so much invent the French window as they did. They everyone everyone stole the French window. Got it. Uh, he then thought that he would prove his uh, inventions, this mm. new technology mm. that he had created. Yeah. He Keywords. thought he would um, try and test this from a higher height. Yep. Uh, um, he petitioned repeatedly. Uh, the Parisian police to try and get uh, permission to conduct a test from the Eiffel Tower. Nice, yeah. Pre pretty big thing. Pretty French. It's in France. It is. You see the themes, they're all connected. Yeah, very French. Um, it was in 20, uh, 2012, 1912, when he uh, actually got permission. He arrived at the tower on the 4th of February two days after my birthday, um, and he made it clear that he was done with dummies. Right. Dummies ain't, dummies ain't got no part in science. Sure, I suppose so. He was going to do it himself. Oh, gosh. To prove his genius, his faith in the technology, and hurl the human race forth into new aviation territory. Right. Um, once... Extended, the outfit was uh, described as a sort of cloak. This is a quote: a sort of cloak fitted with a vast hood of silk and only a little more voluptuous than ordinary clothing. Okay. So I'm imagining that it was all stored on yeah, it's all the, the chest, chest yeah. and hips. Yeah, yeah. Um, despite attempts to convince him otherwise, he jumped from the first platform of the tower wearing his uh, Parisian parachute suit. He was quoted in saying, I want to try the experiment myself and without trickery, as I intend to prove the worth of my invention. Cool. How'd that go? The parachute failed to deploy and he plummeted 75, uh, sorry, 57 metres to his death. Right, great. So... Technology, but bad. Yes, that is. Those are the keywords. <laughs> See, so so what year was that 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 all happened? That he died, for example. Um, he he died on the fourth of February, nineteen twelve. So when when did we have good proper working parachutes? By World War One, surely. Yeah, uh, I would just, we have Google, at, at least. don't we? We can Google it. But these these were um. I think those were the ones that were meant to be dropped. I think perhaps this right. was this was something that he was it was a suit that he wanted people to just be able to wear and then oh no the plane's falling I'm okay. safe. Okay. Right. So so it's more that it's just regular clothing that can be deployed as a parachute rather than you've got to have a specific parachute pack. Or if you know you're going to parachute that's... you're going to put the thing on, but if you don't know you're going to parachute you won't put the thing on. It's sort of like like the uniforms that they the Fighter pilots wear. Yes. Okay. Got you it. Know, so they just had it on. Instead at all of times. instead of pulling a lever, and the 
chair shooting out and then parachute. I think he wanted to just be able to jump out. Gotcha. Parachute. That makes sense. That's cool. Um, good stuff. <laughs> uh, I like that. See, 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 technology. And I like that there's... Not going great. It's not, they've not exactly tried to do anything... Look, like, he, as far as I know, that's basically died with him, that idea. Like, no one's tried to perfect the parachute backpack situation, have they? I well, I mean, we've got wingsuits now. I mean, that's a different thing, though. That That's, like, a, for specifically... It's not just it's, for safely landing, it's for going quite far in one direction. And yes. you know you're going to do it. I guess the idea with the parachute, um, if it's part of a suit, is that you don't necessarily know you're going to have to use it, but you want yeah, to be prepared Yeah, this was more of an emergency thing opposed yeah. to a... Um, Pleasure. A, a fancy, let's do this daredevil stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, it, it could have potentially led to, or in, led to inspiration of others. My first thing is I have a uh, quick fire list of ways that I feel personally victimized by computers. Of yeah, course. Ben, ben, Ben's of face course is the is. right reaction. Right, here we go. This is, just, this is just what sort of came to my mind when we picked the subject of um, crappy technology, just ways that things have gone wrong in slightly mundane but really pain-in-the-ass kind of ways. So whenever I have a lot of high-pressure workload, so not just like day-to-day -day workload, but like a high profile gig or I've got like a lot to do, whatever computer I'm using, because I have options, will always just crash and melt whenever I have like a high profile deadline. And the computer doesn't know that this eight hour render is worth more money than the eight hour render it did yesterday. It couldn't possibly. But it's somehow, not, it's not, we've not got that far. Somehow, the number of crashes I get is directly related to how much money I get or how high profile a particular edit or a particular piece of music is. And I, can't, and I use different computers for different jobs sometimes, and it's always whenever something is going to cost me the most amount of money, if I fuck it up, that's when the computer breaks and I literally have to throw money at it to fix it. And it's a pain in the ass. So that's one. That's a lot of fun. The computer just knows when I'm under pressure. Because, like, I, I use computers to make stuff, like, all the time. Whether it's music, whether it's uh, videos, uh, like, animations, whatever. And, like, a lot of the stuff that I do as a hobby, or for, for personal creative reasons, is way more um, resource-intensive and, and demands much more of a computer than the stuff that I get paid money to do. Like, the stuff that actually brings in money in terms of the workload the computer has to do is is much less. Is is that uh, failed technology or, or bad technology? Or is that not... Um, is it sod's law? I mean, it can be both. It's a, if, it, if it's a bit sod's going, law. If something is going to go wrong, then it will, and always at the worst time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it is sod's law, but it pertains to technology. Um, number two. Um, number like, like, <laughs> like, number like two. Poo, like poo. Like pooping. Uh, number two. I don't work at the train station. So... Stop hanging around there, then. i got to take a train, buddy. I don't work at the train station, so I don't know why I have to know everything in order to buy a goddamn ticket from the machine. I don't know what peak time is, because I don't work here. 
so please stop asking me. That should be automatic in the machine at this point. We do live in the future. Why don't you just learn when peak time is? Why should I? I don't work at the fucking train station. But you're going to the robot. Yeah, the robot that is supposed to make life simpler. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't go to the robot. I go to the person because the person has a little sheet of paper in front of them that says when peak time is. Because they work there. Yeah, I don't. The robot doesn't work there. The You've computer absolutely to go to works the there. The computer yeah, works there to a greater extent than I do. It doesn't know when you're traveling. Yeah, it knows it when knows you're buying what, a ticket. No, it knows what time it is. And yeah, if you're out there buying if, a ticket... But what if you're going to get on a train the next day? Okay, so here's what you do. You have to put into the thing when you're traveling. Easy. And then it knows whether or not that's peak time and gives you a ticket accordingly. Easy. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, you could know that, that peak time is, uh, I think it's 10 until... Do you no. work at the train station? Nine. No, I think it's 9 until 4. Right, see, you're not sure. And that's fine, because you don't work at the train station. All I'm saying is just tell the fucking computers when peak time is. It can't be that hard. But then, if the what, little, but what, if, if, but what the if you want to get a train in an hour's time, when it will no longer be peak time? Then the computer can ask me, when are you travelling? And I will say, an hour from now. Or okay, three o'clock so today. Then you need to... Uh... You, you need them to put in an extra thing so you can put what time it is. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. We do live in the future, so we should be able to do that. It shouldn't be a case of me knowing, oh, I know that I am getting on the train now and it is peak time, therefore I'm paying this. Like, I shouldn't have to know that. If it's a case of, oh, I want to travel to London today, I don't really care when I get there, so let's look at, let's go on the website and find out when it's cheapest. That's one thing. Or, but, like, most of the time, if I'm going to London, I just need to get to London, I'll pay whatever, because actually it's some other company that's going to pay for it, just get me there. I don't know what kind of ticket I need, I don't give a shit. Just press the London Now Please button. Intercity off-peak times, Monday to Friday, half past nine till four and after 7pm. But it changes, doesn't it? Super off-peak train times. Yeah, see, what's that? That's 10 till half three and from uh, 7.15pm onwards, Monday to Friday. Point number three. <laughs> <laughs> half past nine, Liam. There you go. I, uh, fi I fixed technology no, I, for I you. No, I completely stand by what I said. I completely, under I completely stand by that. I but don't you work, don't at, work the at the train station. station. <laughs> Just make the robots know what time's peak time. It's not fucking hard, is it? You're not putting but men... On the moon, you're just okay, putting me in a train then, and telling me how much it costs. That is literally, they, literally a hundred percent of what the ticket machine is there for is me giving it money need, so I can get on a train and be anywhere but no, else. No, but you need to have the right ticket, so you need to say yeah. what time train you'll be getting. But I don't give a shit about what kind of ticket I'm getting. It's only the little man on the train with the lanyard that cares about what kind of ticket I'm getting. And guess what? He works for the rail station, so it's their problem. I don't. I just want to be somewhere else. That's all. So, like, if the machine told me, asked me for the wrong amount of money, that is frankly someone else's problem that they should have dealt with by now. No, I'm not paying a fine. I'm just going to put a fake moustache on next time I get on the train. Fuck you. Why would you put a moustache on? The, the, the machines can't tell what you look like. No, but the little man on the train with the lanyard takes a photo of you if he wants to be banned on the train. So that's why you need a little, a little bag of fake moustaches at all times. 
How so do look. you know this? Look. And how is I think it like... we're focusing on the wrong No, no, things. no. No, no, no. Is there like a Facebook group for all train stations where they can pop up a picture of Liam Taylor? Uh, no, it's just... Wrongen. No more trains for him. So firstly, I know this because he I used to get the train... Seen like... in the station screaming at the machines. I used to travel to and from uh, Norfolk and occasionally other places, like literally four times a week. So I've seen plenty of people get banned from the train and I've seen plenty okay. of fake moustaches. I don't know what they do with the photos. It could just be an intimidation technique, but frankly, that lanyard isn't big enough to scare me. Uh, I really want to move on to the next point because it's clear that we disagree about how awkward rail travel is. Meh. I would die on this hill. Yeah, because you've got the wrong ticket. Do you know what, mate? I think you're fine <laughs> just going to the person and asking That's them. what. That's exactly what I do. But it's you, you get a little bit of stink eye if, like, there's obviously a queue and no one's using the machines, but it's a bit like, yeah, the machines are bullshit, though, aren't they? That's why I'm talking to you. Anyway, point number three. And it's, this is all about how I feel personally victimised, so you can't, my, my, my emotions are valid. You can't take that away from me, and I hate you. Number three, I hate... If the, if the last one was a problem for you, this is probably going to be way worse. You're going to find something wrong with this. Raya agrees with me. That's all I need. Um, I hate how they put Tic Tacs next to the self-checkouts, but Tic Tacs don't weigh anything, so the scales never detect them. <laughs> so you just stand there like a prick. <laughs> I think me and Ben are on the same side here. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And literally any time <gasps> a member of staff needs to help you with the self-service checkout, they always give you the stink eye. Motherfucker, I haven't memorised the barcode for salt. I'm sorry your shop is broken. I'm sorry that whatever this thing is isn't in the computer, but that is not my problem. I don't work at the little co-op at the corner. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that, that I do... So if people moan, when, when the self-service things, people moaned that they didn't work properly. Like, sure. oh, I'm trying to buy a bottle of wine or an 18 DVD. It's like, that's yeah. why it's not working properly. Yeah, what are you going to do? Because you've gone gonna... to the wrong fucking thing. You're going to take that You've gone to a robot little... with ID'd. You need to be ID'd. The robot don't know. And also, how are you going to get the metal thing off of the booze? Or how are you going to get the, the plastic case off of the DVD? So Those people are idiots. Yeah, yeah, if, those people are stupid. If you complain about self-service checkouts not working, but the problem isn't with it, it's with you, Yeah, you're an idiot. But things not weighing anything, but or, things or not, the cucumber not now, having a barcode. They've now got little screens that they can see your face, I think, to go, yes. like, ah, that's old enough. But yeah, you want chewing gum? Yeah, they put it right Beep. there. They put it right there. So the the way that I the way that I've hacked this is like if, if there's something six. I want is like I'll, I'll scan the thing, put it down, doesn't scan. Literally lift the entire point of sale display, drop it on the thing, and it picks it up. You don't have to take them, but it will register that you've dropped something there. <laughs> will you not say that something's too heavy? Not the way I do it. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, or you just sit on it. I know that. Um... People used to take bottles of vodka but put them through as carrots. <laughs> yes. Because you just do the weight, so it was like 47p's worth of carrots. A bunch of uh, kids got in trouble for putting through Xboxes as, like, baked goods. <laughs> I was like, I, th I let them have it. 
I would, absolutely would, let in, them have it. In Royston Genius. Tesco's, when the th Xbox 360 came out, someone had messed up with the decimal point, so they were selling 360s for like £18. Yes, I love it. So funny. No, I will, I will agree with you with the weight okay. sensitivity. I, I'm, I'm glad. Way that I, ways that I feel personally victimised by computers, number four. Um, <laughs> I hate how some apps are too old to run on new phones. Is this, are so these I, all of your things at once? No, 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 or no. Is this, this, just this is section one. one. This is section one. <laughs> it's okay. We're getting through it. It's all good. Okay. Yeah. Um, I hate how some apps are too old to run on newer phones, so I have to keep hold of my old phones in order to play the games I'm addicted to, like Futurama World or Tomorrow. Not even a good game. I just, I just can't stop playing it. And that was three phones ago. It's not, it's not good, but it is, it is thematically accurate. And the, the final... You got anything to say about that, or do you just want me to move I, on? Well, apart from the fact that you are now just turning into a crotchety old man shouting about computers. Well, it's how interesting. technology is going, why can't we just use forks and spoons? <laughs> why does the fork just gonna auto-rotate? I can do just that. Just for everything. Final point. Truly the worst thing about technology is that it's impossible to Google examples of stupid technology without having to trawl through millions of articles written by angry old men who got ticked off of Twitter for being pricks, telling us how things were better in the old days when they didn't have Tamagotchis to distract us from playing good old stick in the pond, and then you went away and died from scrofula. Fuck you. I had to look up scrofula. What is scrofula? I think it's TB. Oh. I'm not sure. It's another name for something else, but it doesn't matter. Um, that was my uh, quickfire list of ways I feel personally victimised by computers. Uh, we do actually have a guest today that we forgot to introduce, and Ben has also completely forgotten about this. Um, we, we have a guest today. We thought it'd be really interesting to, um, to bring in Alexa. Alexa, tell us a joke. What do you get if you cross a smurf and a cow? Blue cheese. Wow, that was that was our guest. I also don't know, I don't know how audible that was, but uh, well, you froze when you were starting to introduce the guest, so I got very confused and just heard Alexa start talking. Alexa, sing me a song. Doggies are all I want to see. Doggies, they're all so friendly. Doggies. I just love doggies, and that's because doggies are so lovable. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I knew that was a bad idea. <laughs> Worth it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm amazed it heard you through the headphones, to be honest. <laughs> Wow, man, that was something. So that was our guest. Our guest is over there now. Fuck that. That wow, that was <sighs> that was something. Did you? That, there was um, a South Park episode. Yeah. Where they said, what "Was it um, okay, Google? Say, hey Alexa." <laughs> yes, I remember. And that. it just screwed. It just made such a yeah ev across the nation. So funny. Of t 
America. Wow, okay. Right, well, that, that was our guest. Our guest has left the building. Um, I did try... I, I got I got the, um, the Echo Dot because I wanted to see if you could um, create... You, if you could hide Alexa commands inside of audio. And I did it as a live stream. And I, I gave up in the end because, like, it, it would randomly, at weird intervals, just make fart sounds at me. And I couldn't, I couldn't work out what was doing it. So I was just Your bailed Alexa on that was farting at you? It was. Yeah, yeah. It was too much. I couldn't deal with it. Um, ben, do you, ha- beans. do you have a news story for us, buddy? I do. Hooray. I have a few things to speak to you of. Hooray. Um... What I'm gonna do? Oh gosh! Is I'm gonna. St- I've got some. Uh, I've got some food stuffs. Uh, Liam, I'm going to. Hello. Talk about this one. This is just for you. Ah. One of one of you and I. We know it's a it's a favourite uh, brand and commodity of the show. Uber lube. <laughs> How much lube in an Uber lube tube? How much is there? Buttloads. Buttloads. You know, Uberlube is a real thing. That's why we never yes, did. That's very, why we never published that jingle. Very annoying. Because it's an actual thing. We could never do it because it's an actual and they, thing. And they, do, and they don't. If you want they don't want our jingle either. I checked. Oh really? I know, bastards. Come on, Uberlube. Fuck you, Uberlube. Nineteen sixty-eight. Yeah. I've spelt it wrong, so I'm going to just say it as a American. Should be American. Mm-hmm. American Dr. Spencer Silver oh, yeah. was attempted to develop a super strong adhesive. Super strong. Like reverse Uber Lube. Okay, yeah. Something well sticky. What he did is he sort of fucked up. Right. And what he got was almost the, almost the opposite of a super sticky thing. He got a mildly sticky thing. Okay. He got a low-tack, reusable, pressure-sensitive stickiness. Five years later, within the 3M, which is the company that he worked for, he informally and through seminars promoted his new invention, the new use of his not-quite-sticky-stickiness, the post-it note. Ayy. Ayy. I've actually written, pause for laughter. Oh, no, sorry, I should have said, during those seminars, he couldn't get the idea to stick. Pause for laughter. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So, yes, he invented post-it notes, but no-one was interested in post-it notes until in 1974... Right. ..a colleague of, uh, of Dr Silver... By a, a but um, a gentleman by the name of Art Fry, which is a great name for anything. It sounds like if Shakespeare asked how to make these chips, doth thou cast thee into the oven? Nay, Art Fry came up with the idea of using the adhesive sticky note. Uh, sorry, using the adhesive to stick his bookmark into his hymn book, ah. which I think is quite sweet. Yeah. You got the sticky thing, but my bookmark keeps falling out. You oh. could help me with this, which is lovely. Why not just use um, it as, use the poster as a bookmark? Well, this is, this is the thing. It was, it was just the stickiness. Oh, it was, it was just, just the glue. adhesive. 
It was gotcha. just the adhesive. So they put the sticky on the bookmark. They then used something called permitted bootlegging okay. to develop the idea, which sort of makes you think of like rogue cops sitting in a basement somewhere, like getting better and better at taking notes. Like Mindhunter, but sticky notes instead of serial killers. So they, they, they developed this and went on. Even, like what, what colour do you think of when you think of post-it notes? Brown. Really? No. Yellow. Good. <laughs> Did you know that the reason that the, the yellow's colour was also an accident? Uh, urine. No. Oh. Um, the, the lab next door <laughs> only had yellow scrap paper oh, for enough. them to practice with. Yeah. So? Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. It all... It, that's so, so the... Uh, it was failed technology. Yeah, I love it. But it isn't anymore. It was yeah. bad technology that became something good. I love I it. I have for you, Liam. Oh, gosh. And uh, our darling pod babies, because we all know that we do love a good post-it. Is it a free Some pack post of post-its? I wish. <laughs> post-it, if you're listening... Dope. Yeah. Send us, send us the send free us, Send us, ideally, notes. Ideally, postable notes. We know that yellow was the first of the colours. We do. Not we do. by choice. But could you guess, as of 2019, how many colours of post-it notes there are? Oh, um, I think it's going to be surprisingly few. So I'm going to say 12. You fool! It's 11, isn't it? As of 2019, there are at least 26 documented colours for post-it notes. There's possibly thousands in the wild, but these are the ones we've seen. It's like it's like Pokemon out there. I love it. And we've only got Pokemon red and blue. There yeah. are dozens. There's years of post-it notes left yeah, yeah. to come. I have some things about AI. AI is amazing, uh, partly because of how it's misunderstood. Uh, for example, those posts you might come across where someone has fed an AI all of the Game of Thrones books and it algorithmically creates a new one. Bullshit. Complete fabrication. Sorry. Um, main reason for that is because uh, George R. R. Martin, with the Game of Thrones example, you wouldn't write a new Game of Thrones book based on the contents of the previous Game of Thrones books, would you? That would be insane and not very good you need to know uh you would need to feed the ai ancient european mythology um war of the roses historical documents um all of the similar fantasy lore branches from tolkien to hunger games and if you found if you fed an ai all of that along with the previous game of thrones canon and all the character names then, yeah, it, it might be able to do that. So, sorry, when you see those posts, they're, they're not real. Very funny, I think, but not real. Like, if you did it with... Because um, I always get annoyed with those. I forced a thing. No, you didn't. It, Don't say you forced Yeah, forced a is, thing that is you a weirdly emotive word it's, to use as well. It's. I mean, at some point, yes, we will have to talk about robot rights, I'm sure. We'll but get there. But that's not today. Yeah. My... Good friend uh, Jamie, friend of the show, summed it up really well. Um, basically, it is possible to feed 
an AI or a bot or whatever information and get a, a hilarious result out the other end. But the people who are posting about it on Twitter are not the people doing that, basically. That, that's, that I think sums it up quite nicely. That said, AI is quite good at creating short form content like tweets. So you might remember a few years ago, there was the Microsoft bot called Tay that was supposed to learn from interactions um, over Twitter and become uh, smarter over time. But what happened Didn't is it, it, became a, it became a white supremacist and was taken offline 16 hours later because people kept bombarding it with all sorts of hate speech and then it just turned into a white supremacist. Um, which So basically the lesson there is that if you're going to do something like that, don't tell people that's what's happening. Just let it happen privately. You'll get less funding for it, but you will also have one less white supremacist bot on the internet, and that's worthwhile. Um, I do have some examples of AI creations that are legit and work and are a lot of fun. Um, I'll post links in the chat, and by golly, I hope it works. Um, so this first one is, feel free to check it out later, uh, experimental AI-powered muse that helps you compose poetry inspired by classical American poets. Um, this other one you may have seen is called This Person Does Not Exist, and it uses AI to generate faces, um, except sometimes also demons. So it's, yeah, that that's a really fun um, AI bot, whatever you want to call it, that like, you can you can comfortably waste a good few hours on um, and is also an excellent resource if you make um, wacky comedy stuff like we do so I know um, a couple of videos that I'm working on the we, we've used uh, faces from this this person does not exist.com just as like and this is the guy that once posited yada 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 and I know that I, I was listening, I think it was actually Game Grumps they were talking about algorithms and stuff and it was one of their times when they start talking about deep and serious things. Yes. So I've learned that they get, they, they're getting smaller. Algorithms are smaller and more simple now. Okay. Because of AI. Okay, interesting. But so basically they can make them so much smaller by just saying, learn to do this. Right, okay. So instead of having to, let's say, I'm just going to throw something out there, and I know it will work differently, but let's say a roadmap. Okay. How it used to be is you would have to sit and type in all of the code for each road and all of how everything before you could get your roadmap, and you would have to write pages and pages and pages of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now you can write comparatively small things... So not pages and pages and pages, and it would just be like, here's the thing, you're going to learn this and put it like that. Okay, interesting. And it sort of it sort of goes off and does it itself. So does that mean the instructions are getting kind of more vague, or that they're just a bit more general? So there's less guide, and it sort of just hopes that it will find the right way to do it. I mean, I ether. was being very vague with my. I'm not a programmer. I'm not an IT boy. What? But I know. So, whilst they would still have to put in the restrictions and the limitations, and it would have those anyway, the you you no longer have to put in all of the information. You can put okay. enough in that it goes and finds the rest out for itself. Interesting. That's cool. 
This next story is Internet Robo Paintball Dog. This comes from the Daily Dot, um, brought to my attention through Discord by, uh, via Fish D Cuffs. Thank you, Fish D Cuffs. Um, Boston Dynamics have developed a robot dog called Spot, uh, obviously. Uh, the kind cool. of thing that police departments use to conduct dubiously ethical raids. Uh, a group called the MS... Uh, oh, MSCHF. Mischief. Millennials. Um, Mischief have purchased one of these dogs and they've put it in an art gallery uh, and will let internet users take control of it for two minutes at a time. Oh, and it has a paintball gun. Um, Boston Dynamics have heard about this plan and they offered Mischief an additional two spot dogs to not do the thing. And that, that was rejected. Uh, Boston Dynamics condemn give... any portrayal of their robots that promotes violence, so Lord knows how they'll react when they find out why the police have them. I imagine they'll stop selling them to the police. I would imagine. I mean, they're not getting a lot of good press recently. If you want something yeah. to get, you know, don't give stuff to the police. Um, yeah, so so this was this was in the news a few weeks ago, so I don't know if it's happened yet. But yeah, basically you can I, I think you can sign up to be in the queue to take control of the dog, and you can just run around a, a, an art gallery. You control it via via web browser, and you can just run around and shoot stuff in an art gallery, basically. So are these robots like the robots from that Black Mirror episode. Yes, yeah, it's alarmingly similar, but they're yellow. And they can op they can open doors. I don't know. I've seen I've seen ones that look like the ones from Black Mirror, and they open doors, and they're terrifying. Yeah, I think it's them. But this one has cool. a, this one has a paintball gun. Glad those things are. Yeah, glad that's militarized. real. <laughs> um, so that's my good job, everyone. That's my story of technology that will go wrong, and is in the process of going wrong. Thank you, Fishdicuffs, for that one. Good news, everyone. Yes, so China mm -hmm. and Russia, the, the space programs of each of these nations, are going to be popping a base on the moon. Oh, dope. It's happening. It's finally happening. Yeah. And it's going, it's, they're doing a moon base. Nice. And um, it's going to be usable and accessible to other countries as well. Cool. It didn't say all other countries. Just some. It didn't specify which countries. Okay. I will assume at least China and Russia. Yeah. It's going to be littler countries that don't have a space program yet, like, oh, I don't know, Kazakhstan or Algeria. It, it, and I'm just assuming maybe. they don't have space programs. I'm sorry if they do. Or it could just be for everyone and they can be chill and not dicks about it. Yeah. And everyone else can be chill and not dicks about it. Yeah. Instead of going, no, I want that, let's bomb it. Yeah, yeah. Let's not do that. Let's not bomb the moon. Yet. Um, I didn't think that that was a sentence that I would ever have to genuinely say with actual worry that politicians and army people, the people, the white men in charge, will go, yeah, let's bomb the moon. It's going to fucking happen, isn't it? Have you seen the... Um... Don't do it. I think it's it's either Space Force or SpaceX, and it's Steve Carell, it um, as leading Space Force. Oh, Space Force on Netflix, I think it was. Um, Steve Carell leads the newly formed uh, military wing of the American government 
in space. It's really fun. It's it's great. Oh, Raya has good news. Uh, she bought some cosplay elf ears for when she's feeling glum and it works, <laughs> which is great. I love it. Um, my good news uh, comes from goodnewsnetwork.org, the source of all of your good news network.org. The Empire State Building is now entirely powered by wind energy. Yeah. Oh. Ten so years Donald ag- Trump has gone there since losing the presidency. Ha. Now, I'm pretty sure he's in France by now. Um, Ten years ago, the building had a huge retrofit that managed to cut down its energy use and emissions by 40%. So now it's in a position where it can be fully powered by renewable sources. If you're wondering what the Empire State Building does, it's mostly just offices. Um, It has a few observation levels and is kind of a tourist attraction, but there's 85 floors of just offices. Um, Mm -hmm. They've estimated that this has reduced carbon dioxide production by £450 million, which is the equivalent to one month of lighting every New York State household. Jesus. It's pretty good. That is pretty good. Yeah, that's that's my good news. Um, I have been to the Empire State Building. Have you really? I have been to the highest observation deck. Cool. It is quite surreal having to get that many lifts just in one building. So you have to take more than one lift. You can't just get in one lift and go up. Yeah, it's like two or three lifts. Interesting. That's kind of fun. I'm guessing because otherwise they'll just have a hole going all the way down the building. Yeah, that's fair. And I suppose for stability of at least the lift... It's not the best idea. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah, so then I yeah, guess it's, if, you, it's if it breaks and you fall, like they might be able to work it out. So if you fall from the top, you're less likely to just completely die. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe they just didn't have bits of string that long. Or they didn't have string long enough. That's but, true. Um, do you know why it is the, or at least was the highest building? As in why it was made so tall? Yes. Wasn't it so that airships could dock in it? You're thinking of an episode of Doctor Who. No, I'm thinking of something I read about why it has <laughs> like a bit at the top that's kind of like a platform. Uh, the bit at the top? Yeah. Essentially, what was happening is Chrysler Building yeah. was set to be the tallest on the New York skyline. Yeah. And it was going to be. It was finished... It finished before the Empire State Building, which was, I don't know, the Empire State Building building company. That Mm. was their plan. Yeah. For little did the Chrysler Building know that being carried up the inside of the Empire State Building was the antenna. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Do you know what that antenna does? Makes it slightly taller. It makes it taller than the Chrysler building and nothing else. <laughs> That's incredible. That was the entire purpose. That's amazing. Yeah, you got to win somehow, you know? Yeah. Wonderful. Um, I, I have a, a really small plug uh, yes, to end please, on. Yes, plug things. Um, it, a really silly one, but like has actually been... Um, massively helpful the last few weeks when I've kind of uh, hated my job and everything about life a little bit. Uh, Bob's Burgers, it's really, really good. It's just really good. Yeah? There you go. That That's all there is to it. Bob's Burgers is really good. Go watch wow. Bob's Burgers. Uh, really super watchable. 
Um, the first few episodes, I think like the first series is a little um, tonally different to uh, the rest of the series. I think some of the first series is slightly improvised. Um, so if you find that you watch it and actually it's not quite right, skip the first season. Um, yeah, I, I hadn't realised how different it was before like going straight back to the start. But yeah, like I, I love Bob's Burgers. Um, really wholesome, um, really fun adult cartoon without just being gross. Uh, yeah, like mad funny in places as well. Uh, Laura okay. thinks that I'm Gene Belcher. I've so not that. seen much Bob's Burgers, I'll be honest with you. I would do it. Go do it. Okay. <laughs> I know how cool. I know how positively you respond to being told to go watch things. I mean, I think I've found out why that is. Is it because people um, are wrong and they don't know you? It's it's genuinely because I think it's genuinely because and I this is something that I've now going to try to stop myself doing. When someone tells you something's really good, mm. You've already put it up on a pedestal, so their expectations are already yeah. at that level. So even if it is really good, that's what you expected. Sure, okay. So there's no joy of it being really good. And if it isn't right. as good, it's not as good as you expected. That's so interesting. Because th there is something about um, people where we like to be the person that discovered a thing and we like telling people about it, which is why people always tell you to watch things because they like being the person that introduced you to a thing. Sure. Um, and I, I think that's the same in my experience when you, when you watch something and it's better than you expect it to be, you sort of have that joy of being surprised in that way. way. So I think you're absolutely right. I think if you have a high expectation of something and it meets it or is any lower, you are disappointed. Um, so that... Or at least you don't have the serotonin. You don't have the, yay! Exactly. So, may so maybe that's uh, a good point for anyone who does often recommend things to other people is to not big it up too much, but just say, I like this thing. I like it because of these aspects. I think you might enjoy it, rather than, it's the best thing you'll ever yeah. see. Um, because the, the latter series of Archer are not that good. I think that was our show. I think it was. Uh, wonderful stuff. Thank you so much for uh, watching the show, people. Thank you if you were Thank leaving you comments. If you, if you were watching but not leaving comments, that's also fine. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast if that happens to be what you're doing. Uh, the podcast... Uh, oh, I need, I need to do the thing at the end. Because we don't have an outro anymore, Ben. We just have a script. What? Yeah, Ben knows this. Um... Ben, where can people find you on the internet, should they want to? You can find me on Instagram, at Spike Pearson, P-I-E-R-S-O-N. That's pretty much where I am. You can Good also stuff. find us, we, we, we stream on Twitch. You can find more of the conversation hat on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok of all places, at Convo Hat Podcast on all of those things. Uh, we are live streaming more. That's vague. Uh, Twitch, which you might be watching now, uh, at Convo Hat Podcast. YouTube haven't given us a URL yet because they suck. Um, but do give us a follow, whichever Spam of those is YouTube. your... Spam YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think we need, like, 
we just need more followers and more views on YouTube. That's all it is. Uh, our Discord is a cool place to hang out. Go find our Discord. We post links on Twitter quite often. There will have been a link in the live stream chat at some point as well. Go do that. Uh, thanks to our Patreon supporters who've helped us develop the show over the years. Hey. Patrons get early access to episodes and one exclusive single question mini episode every time we have a guest, which is there lovely. Hello, I see you. Um, for the patrons. I was waving at them. There's also merch. Go get the merch. There's there might be merch. There might be mayonnaise-related merch sometime soon. Hey, it's, it's, it's locked down. You need maybe maybe you spend a lot of time in your pajamas. Be comfy. Yeah. Be comfy. Do you know what's comfy? A bed is comfy. And do you know what Ben loves? I love bed. Ben loves bed. You know what else? You should get yourself a T-shirt that says "I love bed." The world is opening up a little bit. And uh, thing number one, if if you're having to go outside a little more often, your your old clothes might not fit. So you've got to buy new clothes. Yeah. I need to do that. I hate Gotta it when that happens. Buy new clothes. Thing number two, you're outside and you want to remind people that you don't want to be there. I like bed. I then like you can bed. Just leave. You can just leave. You can buy stickers that say I like bed and put them on your bed so the bed knows. So the bed knows. So the, otherwise, how will the bed know? Yes, Raya, we will also try and start getting a. We'll, we'll start working on a mayo. We'll look at the mayo thing. We'll look Definitely. into that. Uh, we've just unlocked an achievement by having 100 messages in Restream chat today. So hey, thanks for that. Is that, is that good? It, was, it happened when when Ryan said mayo and separate comment and mayo. <laughs> the and Double mayo mayonnaise! Made Restream go bum bum and I'm like, thanks. <laughs> right, see you guys later. Thanks for hanging out. I'm going back. Bye bye. So long.